0: This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download the Fan app.
1: Mino Cellini, The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM on a Thursday afternoon. Appreciate you taking the time to listen and follow along via the X-Platform. National Bill of Rights Day, the X-Platform question of the day. Who's your favorite bill? I think because... Of this song, a lot of people did think Billy Joel
2: was
3: Italian, when in fact he's Jewish. I think a lot of people in New York, you're you're either going to be labeled this, this, or this. What's the difference? One of them is Italian.
1: (laughs) Hudson, there really isn't, when you you break it down, there really isn't much of a difference.
3: There really isn't. Well, there's guilt. Um, Everything? Yeah, guilt is the common thread between everything revolves around two things by the way everybody says that's a catholic thing and but it really is more italian guilt is closer food family and guilt here's what i can tell you like again we say can't talk about this can't talk about that i haven't experienced it seven jews and a gentile that was the group of eight guys that would go to atlantic city on christmas my best friends were jewish my mom would see me leave at three o'clock on christmas day and go throw craps by seven o'clock that night I'm telling you, Italian Catholic guilt is different than what they call overall Catholic
1: and, guilt. And in the Italian household, Christmas Eve was bigger than Christmas Day. Yes. You would do the seven fishes, and you would open your presents. On, and I know it's fish, but they called them the seven fishes. And you would open your presents on Christmas Eve. And then, you know, Christmas Day was kind of like, man, let's just uh, sit around and do nothing.
3: Food matters.
1: But it's a midnight
3: mass as well, so you even went to church the night before. Italians. And again, being around my Jewish friends, food matters. Uh, respect your mother. That's a really big one in both of those worlds. Really big one. Respect your mother. I'm not that's, telling you. That, I'm not telling you that's not big in other places. I'm telling you what I witnessed. And Jackie Mason. My my Italian side, respect your mother, was bigger than the Irish side, respect your mother. But well, she and
1: her, if I called my mother, you know, she or her, my father was not happy about that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, uh, yeah, I would catch an open hand. Yeah. Not hard, just enough to you know scramble the eggs a little bit
3: hey look at billy joel he's got dark hair he must be italian (laughs) he's singing about an italian restaurant and wine
1: but jackie mason the old jewish comedian the late jewish comedian in fact had the old joke you know the jewish people they're eating lunch they're thinking about what they're going to have for dinner and next thing you know uh, the gentiles everything is give them a drink someone died give them a drink someone got married give them a drink that was the difference Uh we're sitting there we're having coffee we're thinking already about as we have our coffee where we're going to go have a snack then we're going
3: to have dinner later on yeah, I've told this story. We worked with a guy who, when I wouldn't eat dinner on the night before, he'd ask me, what you have to eat last night? I said, I don't think anything. You forgot to eat. But I never, I've, I've gone my whole life. I'm very anti in this regard. I never think about my next meal. I've, I don't go, oh, man, I can't wait till Thursday night because I'm going to this place. That doesn't register with me. In the house, they put it in front of you, you eat it. They put it in front of you. Somebody took the time to cook this. You eat it. That's the way it is. Um, The way it is
1: for the Braves, you're going to be on a fast track, and they're not going to worry about years and service and any of those things. If you're ready to play at the major league level, you're going to play. Spencer Strider was on the fast track. He made it, and uh, what he's doing now speaks for itself. Is Hurston Waldrop going to be that guy? He was drafted last year and skyrocketed through the system, low A, high A, double A, triple A, 29 and a third innings. His final start for triple A Gwinnett last year, four and a third scoreless innings of four hit ball with five strikeouts and they took him out because well there was no reason for him to pitch beyond that he is there with a chance to make the team this year he's probably not going to make the team this year but domino if you had to say yes or no do you think we'll see walters Waldrop-
3: all right well i'm gonna say no bucket disagrees but it's just math it really is just math uh, i saw the numbers 41 strikeouts in 29 and a third innings uh triple a he was the guy, I think it was ESPN, that did the one player to watch. It might have been MLB.com, I apologize, or ESPN.com. One player to watch on each team. He was the guy that they picked out. They picked him out for the Atlanta Braves. He's the guy to watch. This is not a, oh, Matt Olson hit 54 home runs. Watch out for him. No, they're talking about who actually might be a factor, who doesn't feel like he could be a factor. In and record.
1: mentally, it doesn't seem like he's going to be overwhelmed by anything. He said, my attitude, and I learned this a long time ago, like what, when he was five, Yeah, he's still a kid, and he looks like a kid. But he said, I learned this a long time ago, in baseball, never be surprised by anything. Don't let anything good or bad, indifferent, don't let anything surprise you.
3: So we shouldn't see a moment on the mound where he goes, huh?
1: You're saying we're going to avoid that? If he pitches well at the major league level in his debut, he's not going to be surprised. If he gets knocked around a little bit, he's not going to be surprised based on what he said. I want you to think about
3: this. I say all the time, you other people, oh, we always have to go to the Hall of Fame example. That guy reminds me of Roberto Clemente. That guy I, reminds me of Sandy Koufax. I
1: never said Sandy Koufax, but I did say Roberto Clemente about Ronald Acuna Jr. Yeah, he might be better.
3: We'll see. Time will tell, as they say. Kevin Seitzer agreed with But me. here's the crazy part. In this little Hurston-Waldrip write-up, there's certainly, yes, I'll say it, elements of Spencer Strider here. This is a guy's who been up for two years, and I'm not even sure they should bring his name up. He's for a good call. player. What do you mean, Spencer Strider? The guy who's demolishing records in his first two years in the bigs? just in the regard that
1: he's on a fast track, similar to Spencer Strider. That's it. Nobody knows what he's going to do at the major league level. That's All all. All right. And Spencer Strider.
3: Let's just let him be him for a little bit. Was
1: asked about this World Series or bust deal. AJ Minter echoed those sentiments. Spencer Strider said it during Braves Fest. He said, clear goals, clear outline goals. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And I don't think we should be afraid to say we want to win the World Series. And that's fine. But to say World Series or bust, I don't have a problem with that either. Is it, is it going to mean anything in June, as you said yesterday? No, but you understand that this is what we're realistically in the business to do in the city of Atlanta.
3: Give me a scenario. Can I, can I make this really simple? I'm going to make this simple. Too long for a t-shirt, but this is simple. Are we rolling on this? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Give me a scenario where you as a Braves fan or the Braves organization would say, Yeah, but look at the bright side. Look at all the money. No, no, no. We're pulling in. Look at what's going on at the battery, the atmosphere. Look, here are the scenarios. You could not make the playoffs. Yeah. You can make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. You can make the playoffs and win the World Series. That's a really good one. Who would you lose to in the postseason that you'd go, yeah, but it's not so bad? Yeah, I, I don't know. That's the example. That's how you have to think about this. There isn't a scenario in baseball in this season where the Atlanta Braves not winning a World Series winning a World Series, not getting there, where you wouldn't go as a fan as they wouldn't go as an organization. That was terrible. 104 wins, get beat by the Phillies. Terrible. 111 wins, get beat by anybody. Terrible. Go to the World Series, losing seven games. Terrible. There's not a scenario because they're the Braves. And the attitude. That's not Pittsburgh. That's not Kansas City. That's not Seattle. It's not Boston. But that used to be the attitude here. You know, it's a crapshoot in the postseason,
1: and that would infuriate fans. I don't think you're going to hear Alex Anthopoulos say that,
4: ever. So am I crazy for really, uh, and this is honest, I just want to get out of the first round?
3: No, please, cut your mic off. I don't even like that idea in February. After the last
4: two years, I
0: just want to get out of the first round. I don't
3: want to just get out of it. No, no, no. That sounds like you're praying for the baseball gods to help you. This is winning the world series around here. There's not one. So I'll ask you. You get out of the first round. God forbid it's the playing round cuz that's the first round. You win that and you lose in the next round. You're going to say okay, good, mission accomplished. No, I don't no, think you're so. Not. Unless you want a world, I, there's I, no scenario. Just really want to get out of the first. You round. win 79 games, terrible year. You win 94, get in, lose in the first round, terrible year. You go all the way to the world series and lose in game 7. You know what it was? A terrible year. Your expectations are different than other cities. Like I said, Alex Anthopoulos would agree. Oh, I just think. don't want to lose to Philadelphia again. Okay, how about this? Don't talk to me all year. If that's, if that's your, 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 your bar, if that's your goal... I kind of don't want to hear from you this year.
1: Alex Anthopoulos, we did hear from him. He joined the locker room early this morning. He talked about what his players are saying about winning the World Series.
3: Whatever fuel these guys want to use, the fact they're not, you know, satisfied with making the postseason and so on, and they're looking at things that way, fantastic. But I I like it. I like that these guys have a chip. I like that they're, they're, they're motivated, they're driven. I think it's a great sign.
1: He's got a chip as well. He knew what he felt like he needed to repair, and it was the bullpen. And the power arms, he made changes. He didn't rest on his laurels.
3: He also said that he made the mistake after the twenty season projecting to the playoffs. He started thinking that offseason before they won the World Series, what do we do when we get to the playoffs? You know what they were? An under 500 team in August. He said, I had to change my mindset. Good. I'm telling you, there is not one scenario other than winning the World Series. Not losing to this guy, not losing to that guy, not losing to World Series. It doesn't help you win a game in June. I'm sticking to my guns in that. But there's no scenario losing to anybody. If you want to tell me the three hottest pitchers, they come down in the, uh, what did Zod travel here in?
1: A pod of some sort? Uh, You know, I don't remember how how General Zod got here.
3: General Zod comes down and he releases three of the greatest pitchers we've ever seen because they're from another planet.
1: Because they were in prison, whatever the version of prison was up there. And then that that world blew up.
3: Let's call it a pod. Zod comes down, and he's How did they, got, they find out the son of Jarrell was on Earth? That they, These are all good questions. Tracking Chris. system. Tracking system. Life 360. satellites the They had Life 360. <laughs> I know where my kids are all the time. They had it before us. Listen again, my point, please. You're missing a... Zod comes down with three, whatever they are. They turn out that they pitch really well. You lose to those three guys because they're otherworldly great in the World Series. You know what I'm not saying? Pfft. <laughs> Well, we really didn't have a chance because it's not so bad. We lost to the three best pitchers in baseball. That's not a thing for me. I mean, that's team. like General Zod over there. It's not a thing. There's nobody that can beat you that this turns into a good season. Nobody. Listen, times have changed,
1: like, in today's world. And Terrence Stamp, fine actor. Yeah, yeah. But if somebody was going to be the villain in today's world yeah. that looked like Terrence Stamp, you wouldn't buy it, right? No, 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 no.
3: You need more of a Josh brolin type. The of guy thing. should be serving me coffee. Not be a villain. Well, he was an actor. Remember, they wanted actors. I understand that. I didn't hire the, the physical appearance. I hired the actor. And he, he didn't need to be or appear physically strong. He just was. Michael Shannon looked a little bit more like a guy you were supposed to fear. Correct. I, I think that was in the most recent version. Yes. He
4: was in Athens the other day playing with
3: R.E.M. I don't I know how that. scary he is either. I know that he goes yeah, on he the road. He sounded pretty good. Yeah, yeah. No, they're they've been playing for 20 years. Like Michael Shannon didn't say, hey, did you see me? I was in that movie about, uh, you know, I think know, he the did Radio guy.
1: Free Europe. That's the uh-huh. song that I saw him
3: perform. Pretty good. There are YouTube videos with him and his partner who do the music. They've been doing it for like 20 years. This wasn't a, oh, wait, people now know my name. I'm going to pick up a guitar and i am going to tour. They've been doing it for a long while. And um, by the way, that's not a very big bar that they were playing. No. I understand. In the
1: meantime, I don't know if he is going to be out there doing any manual labor. I would hope not. But Ronald Lacuna Jr. has entered a long-term partnership with Big Peach Car Wash. In fact, he's opening, Domino, a Big Uh Peach Car Wash location in Griffin this spring. And he plans to open more locations.
3: Go get your car washed over there. Let's put him in a good mood.
1: I don't need him washing cars, though. Yeah, no,
3: no, 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 no. Those spray guns, that that stuff comes out hot. I need you, lose toes. Hey, remember, uh, public service announcement, as we get to the uh, spring, and you want to use, and if you've never done it. Pressure washer. All right,
1: there you go. That's the sound of the horn. Every year we got to put this out there.
3: Don't put, don't do it barefoot. And don't think it's going to be funny if you squirt somebody with your pressure washer, like you're in your backyard in 1976.
1: Unless you think their skin coming off of their body
3: is funny. Unless that type of thing, you know, trips your sense of humor. I saw a guy doing it in, uh, in, in Birkenstocks. I saw a guy pressure-watching to this lose a toe. No doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. I'm not like you. I wouldn't laugh about it, but I would say at the end of it, kind of got what he deserved. Those things are, they're weapons. Yeah, they are. Don't turn it on yourself they're and go, killers. I think this thing's stuck. They're machines. Then yeah, it don't opens look up at onto your face. Yeah, don't and, look at it. Yeah.
1: What's next going on you know, with this look, thing? Next thing you know, you look like that woman that got attacked by the chimp, which is another story for another time. If you think having a pet monkey or a pet chimp is a good thing.
3: What do you think? There's only one story like that? I could Google right now, face ripped off by a monkey. I'll have 52 stories in a minute. Time to start killing monkeys. I don't want to go there. The new Planet of the Apes is coming out again.
1: You don't want to offend any of those because you think it's going to happen. You
3: people better get ready. Another documentary coming out. Planet of the Apes. It's a documentary. It's a, it's a cookbook. Mm-hmm.
1: I get it. To serve humanity. Uh, in the meantime, some would say he's an alien. Because he has no human emotion. Scott Boris, his Boris 4, as they're being called, remain unsigned. Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, Cody Bellinger, Matt Chapman.
3: What's happening here? What what do you want from me? I don't care. He's either going to do a good job or not. Um, Dylan Cease is still with the White Sox. He's in purgatory to a
1: certain extent as well. Is it really a good thing? Now, I guess you'll get paid eventually. You have to be really patient, Uh but... Has has the parade to a certain extent passed Scott Boras by
3: now? Like nobody wants to deal with him. Sound like Jimmy Sexton? Know, Everybody want wants players. to deal with Jimmy Sexton. They want the players. These guys are not going to be unemployed. Here's There's the collusion again. happening Here, once again. Here's the no. Here's the thing. If any and all of those guys are married, the conversation with your wife at the kitchen table. You said we were going to get three hundred million dollars. Where is it? Then a guy gets panicky. We'll see. Those conversations are tough, man. You've been telling your wife we waited to bite from this apple forever. Like Billy Gardell told the, the, the story. Uh, There's that,
1: the money. You know he was he was going to be you know on pilots here and there, and his dad would go, "Let me see him." Are you look in the TV guide. I don't see that pilot anywhere in here.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's what's Family, going on in those households. Family is right the now. greatest thing and the worst thing all at the same time. <laughs> you you said we were going to get three hundred million dollars. Right. When, when I see three hundred million
1: dollars, when I see a show that you say you're going to be on a TV guide, then I'll believe you're going to be on TV.
3: Until then, this is all a pipe dream. I'll give you another one. How'd you like to be one of these guys and you can't have anybody touch you? Speaking of pressure washers, cutting bagels, clipping hedges, you can't do anything. Blake Snell can't do anything. Can't do anything. Jordan Montgomery, nothing.
1: Nothing. When we come back, the ACC leads college football's charge into the future. We go on campus next. Amino Cellini, the fan.
3: I don't think they're equipped to do this. (laughs) We're
1: going to find out. 680 and 680thefan.com.
2: At Jim Ellis Automotive, we take pride in our family-owned and operated business. Hi, I'm Stacey Ellis, Vice President of the Jim Ellis Automotive Group. When my granddad, Jim Ellis, founded our company in 1971, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was easy and fully transparent. And it worked. Fifty years later, my dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. Today, third-generation family members like myself, along with the support of more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values our company was founded on. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we try harder because we sincerely value your satisfaction. That's why we've been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of our 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, still family-owned and operated and where you can always expect the best.
0: Esquire. And I'm Ted ketor And we're Wild
1: Stallions. 1221, I to you. 12 Cellini. 680 at 93.7 FM. National Bill of Rights Day is today. Who's your favorite Bill? And, of
3: course, uh, Bill and
1: heads. All right, Build that's that you. wall. Build that wall.
3: All right, I guess oh, we're going to go right, right up until 2 o'clock with us, huh? Die, Somebody asked me how we not played uh, Schoolhouse Rock yet.
1: I'm just a Bill. Yes, I'm only a Bill, and I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. It's down the hall. This was the last video that Eric Carr appeared in, the drummer, before he passed away
3: for Kiss. What a way to go. Yeah, I guess. What an awful song. song. Did did I just, well, listen, you know this. This was the lowest hanging common denominator. How do we get an anthem? And I know a
1: lot of people will say everything Kiss ever did was bad. I disagree. This, On the other hand, I can't defend.
3: Was this the encore song? Don't you think this sounds like they wrote, we need an encore song? Because Gene Simmons wrote in the voice of God, here himself. You know that, too. It's got a good chorus. Did I just read that Ace freely admitted he should have practiced guitar more? You see, oh, this? yeah. No, no, no. It just came out. He I mean, just said it. Yeah. Hey, man, I should have
1: practiced. I I think he's been walking the straight and narrow for a while now. But, yeah, Ace Ace didn't play on half the studio albums. You
3: you have to show up to actually plan (laughs) the studio. It's
4: a very important part of the process. (laughs) So uh, just if you were wondering, uh, Kiss and their final concert, supposedly, their encores were Beth... Do You Love Me, Rock and Roll All Night, and God Gave
3: Rock and there Roll you go, to Me Too. How about that? i tell you sign off. Y- you were correct, yeah, Chris. They wrote that song with
1: that in mind. And somebody else coming out and singing Beth yeah, in the Catman outfit.
4: Beth
3: doesn't feel like an encore song.
4: No. no. Eric Singer sang it at that song. Okay, thank you. And the uh, God Gave Rock and Roll to You was uh, the Kiss avatars, you know, when they, the future. Yeah, the future. It's,
1: it's never future been done Kiss. before, another page of Kiss history.
3: I'm telling you, Kiss I'm on avatars. record. Kiss avatars. I'm on record that as we climb into the Kiss coffin, I'm sorry. Not going to be Kiss avatars. They're going to have Young Kiss. They're going to find four guys. I mean, they've done it with Tommy Thayer as Ace Fraley and a couple of Erics replacing Peter Chris. so why not? They're going to sit at home and they're going to send Young Kiss on tour. And they're going to make money, not as much. They're not going to sell at the biggest of places, but Young Kiss will be bigger than your average cover band in that, that they think they could fill 8,000 Ameris Amphitheater, KISS fans will still come out. Because Gene and uh, Paul are going to say, we gave our blessing, this is us. Let me ask you something. Go ahead. Um, a limited
1: engagement. Are we going to see the original KISS ever play again on a stage, barring anything unforeseen like one of them passing away? I think it's still going to happen one or two more times. There's still money to be made. Okay. I'll ask you. It'll this. be really depressing because Gene Simmons, I don't know how many videos you saw of him falling over in that costume.
3: It's hard, man. You hit his age, it's yeah. hard.
1: Like the last year of the tour, falling left and right. You're trying to, you know, stick his tongue out to young girls in the audience, and then as he's doing that, falling. I'm
3: going to say this. It kind of ruins the whole effect. There are not young girls. Go- you go girls. Home and knit at there, that point? There are not young girls in the audience. Well, you know what I mean. 50 is young yeah. for Gene Simmons. For, for Gene, yeah, it's all relative. Not young girls. Um, do I think they'll do it one more time? Here's where I think they might not. I don't know if there's anybody that's going to go into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that said, man, we we picked it up because of Kiss. Because that would be a reason that they would all get together. Some band has said Kiss was our inspiration. They get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Kiss is at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame celebration. The original Kiss. That's the only way. I think that's the only way they get together. I don't think they're going to do limiting engagement. What, one night at the Rose Bowl? No, they're not doing that. You know, a smaller They're club not somewhere. That. They're not doing that. Smith's old bar. It's over.
1: Um, a local coach leaves his team high and dry. That story in about five minutes.
0: The college football voice of the South is going on campus. Presented by Subaru of Gwinnett on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Or shop online at com. Let's
1: start with the ACC approving the use of helmet technology and sideline tablets during their winter meetings pending approval later this month from the ncaa football rules committee shouldn't everybody be doing this especially after what happened at michigan
3: you have isn't to, this a no-brainer yeah you have to be able to say that everybody in a conference can afford it there really is a cost to this there's some cost to it. i don't think the technology you know i don't know if it's radio shack technology it's probably a step up from that but i'm not saying it's also send things to mars they should be able to do this yes but there are certain conferences that you probably couldn't tell. Everybody, you have to do this, this, and this. So I don't think they could all afford in it. In the
1: Power Five, you could afford it. Yes. And if one of the smaller schools is coming in, do you pick up the bill? Is it a part of the whatever you're paying them to play? One of those directional schools, if they're taking on Clemson, you know?
3: Well you give them a Radio Shackle Island? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Or you just have the equipment. You provide the equipment for them on the side. i got to be honest. I probably am not letting you in a conference if you tell me you need a $900 for this stuff.
1: But you know those directional schools are going to yeah. come in and play. Or do you just oh, yeah, tell yeah, them, yeah. we're not going to have any for this game. You're maybe. not going to have any for this Listen, game. Listen, we're going
3: to kick your ass anyway. We'll, we'll just we'll shut ours We'll tell you off. we're going to run. And yeah. You can't stop us. We'll just us. shut ours off. So okay, I, I guess, don't know how that's going to work.
1: Yeah, the past bowl season, the NCAA did allow the use at select bowls. Yep. Uh, North Carolina and Mac Brown, uh, I guess they did it he said it was a no-brainer it worked out perfectly
3: you know what that also gives drake may an understanding of how this works before he walks into your camp does it not
1: yes yeah it gives him an advantage i guess calen DeBoer is on the verge of making it official if it hasn't been yet for nick sheridan to become the offensive coordinator at alabama he's worked with DeBoer across uh, various platforms together and he's promoted assistants Freddie Roach and Robert Gillespie no relation to the road dog DeBoer announced that Roach is currently the defensive line coach and also going to be the associate head coach and Gillespie going to remain as the running backs coach and assistant head coach it is um, kind of a messy situation at Alabama it goes back to what we said do you want to be the guy to replace the guy maybe not
3: Yeah, it feels like there's a clean up on aisle 12 clean up on aisle 8 it does feel like there's a little bit more. Now, here's the thing. Makes you wonder. With them, it's always going to become a little bit more public than it would at Iowa. The same stuff's going on at Iowa. We don't know about it. There's a Alaba- lot of stuff going on at Iowa. Yeah, yeah. But but they're snooping around the Alabama right
1: Ryan got fired by his dad. Yeah, but that's already happened. <laughs> I know. And they, and they got even worse this year.
3: And I believe they're the ones with the white cornerback Who's going to get drafted yes. in the first round
1: Now, in that instance, maybe you want to be a guy to replace the guy Because there's really, when you look at the offense There's no place to go but
3: up I don't want to be Sports Talk Johnny What did he end up scoring, 13 a game? It was lower than it was last year I yes. could draw plays to get you 14 a game I'm just going to treat it like the playground I'm going to find out who the best player is You know? I'm going to tell my quarterback, shove it to him Shove it to him or you do some, you know, you run the ball on first
1: down, Chris. Yeah. Stay with me here. Go ahead. Lay action. Yep. And throw a bomb.
3: Every every three down. It'll work every time. Or if it doesn't. Al Davis used to say, I don't need it to work every time. No. But when it does, we get six. Well, the threat of the bomb is there. Yes, it is. And
1: if it's there, you can, uh, you know, do what you will um, off if that you bomb. You understand. You know, I'm faking like I'm running deep. And then I'm, I, I stop.
3: Quarterback throws it right before I stop. It's right there on me as I stop. You did all that stuff about Alabama. I don't care about any of it. I care maybe a smidge because it's Alabama, but I don't care about any of it. That. That's so you, like how the sausage is made. So you don't care about Mark Stoops naming
1: Bush Hamden, no. which could be the best name in college football? Yeah, no. As their new offensive coordinator? That's the headline read, different. we've got Bush Hamden.
3: Hmm. That's really what the headline said? Yeah, what it said. Seems a little immature to me. What is it just, Matt, what what it this, man? What is this? Was this Mad Magazine that wrote this? <laughs> it's his first name. What was Push. this? Cracked? <laughs> Do you have any idea what Cracked is? No. It was,
1: it was a knockoff of Mad
3: Magazine. Yeah, it's sort of like Hydrox. It was the Hydrox of magazines. Now, which one had the uh,
1: the poster in the back you had to fold it over? Yeah, that was me. It was two different things. That was me. No, they don't, they don't oh, have yeah. any idea what no, we're talking about. Bad.
3: Alfred E. Newman. I've heard that before. I said it to my daughter once. Alfred E. Newman. She goes, I've heard that before. What does he do? Never mind. <laughs> he, does, he, he
1: doesn't. doesn't really do, doesn't do he, it. He's, he's a drawing. He doesn't so, do
3: anything. So, I will say this about Alabama. Great that you're starting with 12 teams get in. Because it doesn't feel like they're going to be one of the four best teams in the country when no. all of a sudden done How about this? First year in, you don't make the playoffs with a 12-team playoff. You better have thick skin. I was going to say. Simon Kierat anyway says, "Well, they should be happy they won a lot of titles." <laughs> don't get in the first year of a 12-team playoff yeah. in Alabama.
1: Going back to that social media account, if you're Kalen DeBoer, you may want to shut that down for a while, or have somebody else handle it. I don't need to see any of that stuff.
3: They gotta, they gotta close ranks over there. They gotta stop letting all this stuff get out. Does anybody do anything quietly over there? This guy's coming. That guy's going. Shh. Introduce them all at your spring game.
1: You lost your coordinator and you lost your offensive line coach who were with you at Washington when Penix was the Heisman Trophy runner-up and the offensive line won the Joe Moore Award. So I don't think you were planning on losing those guys that quickly when they came over
3: with you. So what you're saying is when he turned to his left and right this year, he thought they were going to be on the sidelines. Yes. Very interesting. They're not.
1: No. No, they're not.
3: Sean Elliott is
1: not going to be Georgia State's head coach. He left as spring practice is just beginning at Georgia State to become the tight ends coach and run game coordinator at a place where he was an assistant and a head coach, South Carolina. I guess I heard Buck talking about it this morning. He's probably going to make the same amount of money as the tight ends coach there that he was making at Georgia State, and I think he was in the last year of his deal. Uh So he decided now would be the time to leave. It's an odd time to leave. I'll say that much.
3: This is going to piss some people off. But you can't have a coach who doesn't want to be there anyway, so I'm going to tell you that late, but better now than even later. And I don't blame him. Because the idea of being a head coach, what is it cracked up to be? It's different at every school. He knows the situation at South Carolina. What's he going to become? What's he's going position? to become the tight ends coach and the run game coordinator. Right. So he's got a smaller room than the one he would have at Georgia State, relatively speaking. I don't address everybody. But he's I going just... back
1: home. He's from uh, Camden, South Carolina, about 35 miles away.
3: He knows the life. He knows the life. Assistant
1: there going back to 2010, became the interim coach when Spurrier quit. I'm sorry. Retired.
3: Why why are you saying sorry? He quit. I know. I'm being. Yeah, no, no. He quit. Being very facetious. I will also say for
4: Elliott, his family never moved to Atlanta. They stayed in Columbia when he made that transition, so I'm sure that played a big role into it also. The opportunity to go back to Columbia, be reunited with his wife and kids on a regular basis. Was uh, as well.
1: Adam, while we have you on the horn, was Buck talking about Brian McClendon leaving Georgia to well, take that, this job?
4: That was a rumor that I had been told from a guy who covers uh, PantherTalk.com who covers uh, Georgia State that uh, Brian McClendon was a finalist for the job when Elliott got it, and he really feels
3: that they would go back after McClendon again to take that position so i'm going to ask you be careful how you word this are you saying exclusively you understand that this is going to happen well that's what i was told from my source
4: that covers georgia state that they he feels that they are going to go back after uh brian mcclendon and the quote that he gave me is he feels that they can get it done you know that you just burned a source you just told us he didn't give didn't give the source and i promoted his
3: website I can't go to that guy's website and know what his name is? (laughs) I don't know how many riders they have on there. It's not just one guy. Okay. It's not a mom and pop shop. I think you burned a source. So you're not emphatically saying this is a done deal? The McClendon? Yeah. No, I don't think so. (laughs) I'm
4: just making sure that what you are saying. And they weren't saying that either. They just (laughs) think that he would be their lead candidate. Let's put it out that way.
1: He's their top target. Now, he's a very good recruiter. He can get around the city of Atlanta and win at georgia state if he takes the job that's what he's going to say and he'll tell everybody he's going to stick around but if he has you know a couple of 10 win seasons he's out of there this is a stepping stone job i i apologize you want to at me i mean everybody knows what it is
3: um why am i leaving what i have well
4: i mean that's the flip side to the coin that's what I say. I, the opportunity. It's the opportunity. If you want that head coaching gig, that's why you leave Georgia to go there because you're not obviously going to get it at
3: Georgia. Well, let me let me explain. As hard as Kirby Smart is to work for, I'm sure at times he is. We haven't really heard the Saban thing, but there's probably a shelf life, and I'm not telling you that you shouldn't have every option open. Be careful. Be careful because there are certain jobs that if you say, if you if you do your job well enough at Georgia, you don't think with all due respect better than Georgia State jobs are going to come available to you. I mean, that's really what you have to do. And and you talked about 10-1 seasons. That's great. What, are you going to click your heels three times and get three 10-1 seasons? This is a tough business. How about business. eight wins and you go to a bowl? All right, it's a tough business, man. It's a tough business. Um, I don't know what their situation is down there, right down the road. They're but, looking for a
1: quarterback. I think yeah. they think they have a running back. But, you know, last year was a very streaky year. And their history is, you know. It was trending in the right direction. Then last year, they kind of sort of took a step back with the losing streaks. But anyway, they're looking for a head coach. College football, we talked about the changes in the ACC. The College Football Rules Committee, I guess, later this month will discuss a two minute warning, adding that to the game, similar to what we see. What am I doing? In the NFL, uh, you, you've got your head in your hands.
3: Rubbing it. Oh, Another meeting about something. Why can't you just say we're going to do it or not? We're going to do it. What what do you need a meeting about? Is this going to be a PowerPoint presentation?
1: I don't have any answer for you, Chris, other than they love to meet about things. Is it like spring training? The guys leave spring training early because they need to get away from their families. These meetings around college football are the same way. Yep. I have to get away from my family. I can't tell my family that. But I got to get out of here.
3: Why would you need a meeting about this? Do you not know how a two-minute warning works? It's uh, pretty much self-explanatory. Who's going to get in front of the room to make sure that everybody understands? Everybody
1: understands that you have, you have, they're NFL fans in here. Yes, yes. <laughs> and you know what the two-minute warning is. Yeah, I don't know, but they're going to meet
3: about it. Okay. Um, also... Well, what about the SEC and the uh, nine-game schedule thing?
1: Yeah, that's a possibility. And Tony Petiti, the new commissioner of the Big Ten, they're going to have 18 members this year. He said, look, man... We're just trying to pack our November schedules down the road with big games that carry college football playoff implications. Now, I don't know what that necessarily means. The
3: good but- news is, in a 12-team playoff, you could say that. College playoff implications was Ohio State and Michigan for the last handful of years. I think. It ain't Wisconsin anymore. You know, Penn State is supposed to be around, but what happens to James Franklin? But is saying this now because he understands that in a 12-team playoff, he could get three teams in. How do you do it? And by the way, I'm going to say something. If you don't think part of the juggling is to try to figure out how I get more teams in the 12-team playoff, not going to that bowl game and not going to that bowl game, going into the playoff games, that's all these commissioners are tasked to do. Why does Roger Goodell get to keep his job and get a raise? Because more TV money comes in. How How do you keep your job now as a commissioner? You get more teams, not less into where the paydays are.
1: Well, what the commissioner of the Big Ten is doing, what the commissioner of the SEC has done, what the commissioner of the Big 12 has done is something that the ACC commissioner didn't do at the end of last year, and that was part of the reason why I think Florida State was on the outside looking in. He didn't say anything.
3: Yeah, that was a bad, uh, I'll just be over here. That was a bad, I'll just be over here. we are undefeated.
1: I I don't,
3: anything. they're fine. What happened? All right, now we'll sue. How do we look in the polls? Oh, good. We'll just sit. We'll just sit this one out. Oh my God, we lost. Adam, at some point, don't do it today because I'm not sure you really could, not that's not enough. This nine-game SEC schedule thing that they're talking about—we have to implement it. Might not be till 2026. Why am I? Why am I feeling I'm going to be confused again as to the how and why? Why they don't do it now and why they're going to have to do it then. Because you've been confused. We all have about everything that's been delayed. No divisions in this conference. Top two teams. Adam, do you think there'll be an SEC championship semifinal at some point? I hope not. At this point playing in the sec championship almost
4: hurts you because it's an extra game and a week uh less of prep you can start for the playoffs yeah.
3: so i don't know if we need an extra an extra playoff game yeah right now
1: that. yeah you're better off being on the outside looking in
3: how do you get to a billion dollars if there were 800 and change how do you get to a billion got to find another 150 million someplace I'm not so sure they're not going to play an SEC championship semifinal round.
1: Uh, Ward Manuel is the AD at the defending national champion Michigan, and he said he doesn't expect Jim Harbaugh's departure will have a significant impact on those two open NCAA investigations. Yeah, this just did. That's why Jim Harbaugh left, because something's going to be handed down, and he's not going to be left holding the bag when it is handed down. That's why he's in Los Angeles
3: right now the one good thing is you hired a guy who should have a complete understanding as to what went on and what didn't the thing that i think you could have been in trouble with is you hire a guy and you tell him no no no, we're fine and you give him fake documents or nonsense double talk the okey doke was there he
1: knows right. what exactly. he's getting into
3: yeah and he's lying right now about saying no no, no this, this is not going to be a problem of course it's going to be a problem but he at least knows what they did you bring an outside guy in I'm not sure you give them the whole story.
1: Michigan lost their entire defensive staff. Their entire defensive side of the ball. The staff, gone. All of them. Because everybody knows the hatchet's going to drop. What did they
3: lose in the transfer portal? That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. Because Sharon Moore probably saved them in that regard. These guys did it, man. If they went to the outside, they would have had more kids leave. No doubt in my mind. So, but when you lose a whole defensive side, you got guys who recruited you, who are no longer there. They might not be in your corner anymore.
1: And speaking of losing players, Michigan's going to have a record eighteen players going to the scouting combine. The previous record was sixteen by LSU. Fourteen of those sixteen were drafted. Five in the first round, led by Joe Burrow.
3: Can I make a blanket statement? Sean Walshard said, "No, I don't want this." Look what's happening here. He's losing a lot of talent, every which way. Coaching staff talent, player talent, graduating talent, maybe some transfer talent.
1: And Doesn't I don't, mean it
3: won't reload. right? Yeah. Uh, but he might not be in a situation that that school's been in, in the last few years. And I don't
1: think there's going to be a lot of sympathy oh, no. within the Big Ten oh, no. for Michigan. I don't think people are going to go, all right, let's, uh, let's let let's up on the gas here. We got a four-touchdown lead. No, they're going to say, let's
3: score a couple of more. We've told this hey, story. cheat this. This is the Dick Buckus version. Once you're old and you can't move, you are going to get high load. You're going to get cracked, and people are going to thoroughly enjoy finding a way to beat you. That's what I think is going to happen with Michigan.
1: And uh, Vern Lundquist has been told... I was
3: going to do this in BTG. I got a little sound.
1: All right. Well, we'll hold off on the Vern Lundquist story. Beyond the goatee, incidentally, will come your way at 120. He is not dead. He's still with us. He is still alive. We'll tell you why he's in the news cycle, though, as Chris goes beyond the goatee at 120. When we come back, a trade that would have shocked the world how close was it to happening? Find out next here on Domino and Cellini, the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM.
0: The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win.
2: At Jim Ellis Automotive, we take pride in our family-owned and operated business. Hi, I'm Stacey Ellis, Vice President of the Jim Ellis Automotive Group. When my granddad, Jim Ellis, founded our company in 1971, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, my dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. Today, third-generation family members like myself, along with the support of more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to pull the values our company was founded on. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we try harder because we sincerely value your satisfaction. That's why we've been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family owned and operated dealership. Visit Jim Ellis.com or stop by any of our 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, still family owned and operated, and where you can always expect the best. Expect the
1: best. Jello Pudding Pops, Jello Pudding Pops, frozen pudding on a stick. You know, jello
0: pudding pops is a winner with all the soapbox racers I know. It is. Mhm.
3: Yeah. And it
0: always gets the green light from Mom because it's made with real pudding. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give
1: Mommy some of this pudding and make her tired. Yeah. Twelve forty-six. Domino Cellini. The fan and 93.7 FM, National Bill of Rights Day. But today is the X-Platform question of the day. Who is your favorite bill? He don't forget the Coach Damon Stoudemire Show, driven by Hyundai, is live from New Realm Brewery on the Beltline this Monday at 6. Damon Stoudemire will be there. And then the good word afterwards with Wiley Ballard and the man doing updates today just in Hanover, as they talk all things tech. So don't forget the Damon Stodemeyer show driven by Hyundai at six followed by the good word with Wiley and Justin Monday live from the new realm brewery. Speaking of tech, Danny Hall, the head baseball coach in for another season. His 31st, 37th overall as a head coach, 31 years at Georgia Tech. They're kicking off the season this weekend. He will join us at one o'clock. In case you didn't know, we talked earlier about Mad Magazine. And we wondered, is Mad Magazine still out there? Well, somebody, Mike Shea, on the X platform, did send us a tweet. It is still out there, and I think the April edition, I don't know if they're working way ahead, is out there right now. It's the Love Stinks issue, and it's a picture of Travis Kelsey, only the head of Travis Kelsey is replaced by Alfred E. Newman, standing next to Taylor Swift, who's got a clothespin over her nose. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Standing on a football field. So apparently Mad Magazine,
3: if this is true, is still alive. I don't... I'm not sure I'm supposed to say this. I'm not sure. I I believe that is probably not funny to any level, the whole magazine. My problem is, I think I'm about to say that it was probably never funny. Spy vs. Spy was never really funny. The covers were never really funny. Uh, The uh, sardonic wit... It was never really funny. My guess is Mad Magazine doesn't hold up very well. No. That's my guess.
1: Um, I don't think today's... By the
3: way, are they selling it as a magazine or is this an online thing?
1: Um, I'm, I'm imagining it's online. I'm imagining. If I had to guess, I, I don't think... I mean, there's still, like at Publix and Kroger, there's still, like, yeah. a place where you can purchase magazines. I don't think Mad Magazine is in Publix. No, I, I don't think so either. My guess is. Other magazines are. I don't think Mad Magazine is. Well, the Warriors, I don't know if you heard this story or not... You did, Chris. I don't mean to insult you, but people out there, they made an unsuccessful bid. I guess Draymond Green was really bucking for it, he said, to get LeBron James from the Lakers, you know, pair him up with Steph. Mm-hmm. But both the Lakers and LeBron, apparently, according to Woj from ESPN, said thanks, but no
3: thanks to that I'm a, deal. I'm a Laker. I'll tell him not at the end of this year when I opt out. Okay. I, I almost, this is starting to bother me a little bit because the Hawks are, you know, they crapped the bed last night to a. Fairly unprecedented. I think you asked to start the show if they hit rock bottom. Rock bottom is, there's more rock bottom coming. There's going to be, a, there's going to be another level to their rock bottom. When they realize this offseason, they're not going to be able to pull off what it is. They're, in reality, going to need to pull off to start this thing all over again. You can't get, you can't get draft picks for Trey Young. And let me tell you what's going to happen with an organization. If I get equal talent back, and there's not 26-10 equal talent coming back. I'm telling you that right now. We're going to get draft picks, and draft picks are pennies on the dollar. DeJounte Murray, is he going to keep up with the? I've swiped all my media. I want out too. They're not going to add. They're going to break apart, and they're going to end up realizing they're not getting close to equal value. I don't care if somebody gave you four number ones for Trey Young. If you want to jump up and down and say, Isn't that great? I'm going to tell you it's not. It's not. Draft picks aren't worth much.
1: This is now trending in the direction where going into the second half of the season, we're not really going to talk a lot about no. the Hawks. I mean, they're, they're, they're off the radar, off the grid. Yep. Because if they don't care, why should we care? Yep. And when you give up—
3: And I'm afraid with Trey Young finding out. Look, we, the LeBron one was the big headline. But then it was, if you're going to go down to paragraph three, hey, and the Hawks, by the way, called San Antonio about Trey Young— now, Trey Young didn't have a good night last night. Team didn't have a good night. I don't know if he's going to Jante
1: Murray had a bad night. They were awful last night. They got blown out by a team that won their 13th game, 122-99. to It was the first double-digit win of the season for Charlotte. So they don't care anymore.
3: I would like or, to tell.
1: Or at least that's the
3: way they're playing. I would like to tell Trey Young that don't be insulted by this. But if you're going to pout and you're going to sulk, then I know I don't have a winner anyway. You're at me, bro. If, if, you're gonna, if this is going to upset you that you think you're untradeable, you're not. Because a lot of guys better than you in this league have been traded. But if you're going to pout and sulk, wait till the end of the year, you, you and I disagree. I think he's going to either cutely with social media or he's going to come out and say at the end of the year, hey, hey, man, I'm going to make this easier for you. I want out. I do think it's going to come down to that. But they're not going to get anything for him.
1: And Trey Young, and by the way,
3: who's doing the deals?
1: Well, that's the problem. And we've said it many times over. Who's in charge? Is Landry Fields in charge? Is Nicky Boy, wrestler, in charge? Is Tony still calling the shots? I don't know. It's hard for people to understand it.
3: I think Brandon Leak was upset when I said it again, and I reiterated it more emphatically than ever. The NBA GM job is the easiest job in the world. It's the easiest job in the world. There's no job in sports that's easier than that. Now, what do you have to go do? you got to find two and a half guys who can play. And then you don't have to speak to anybody for an entire year. But guess what? A lot of these guys can't. Can I get Jerry West on a consulting contract?
1: Remember, he wanted to come here before, but Stan Caston said, nah, we
3: don't need Jerry yeah. West. And then he went to Memphis, which nobody really, I don't think Jerry really wants to talk about it much either. Jerry West could have been here, should have been here. I don't trust anybody over there to make a deal. Does
1: Stan take credit for Phillips Arena, because that was, which is now State Farm Arena, obviously. Did he take credit
3: for that? The separation where the haves and yeah. the have-nots? Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
1: Why am I not surprised? Might be the most insufferable human being ever to come through this town, involving any team. Think about what I just said. Bobby Petrino, we knew what he was. Yeah. He was a rat fink. But this guy walked around like he owned the world, Stan Caston, You somehow at times got, out, got along with him. Well, I don't know how you did.
3: I, I ran the A to Z with him. And I'll just tell you what people around him said. Oh, my God, nobody talks to Stan like that. What did I say? More people should. I got into blank you fights with Stan Caston. I told you they built that old stadium, which wasn't really that old, Turner Field. He asked me where I got my architectural degree from when I started to talk about it. Because you said it's not going to be ready, and
1: it almost wasn't ready.
3: Well, I also said, hey, hey, can we can we maybe not make it quite this symmetrical? Can I get maybe a higher wall? He called and screamed at me, where to you get your architectural degree from? He said, that would be like me inviting you to my house, and you come in and you talk about my furniture. I said, Stan, you're not going to invite me to your house, but here's the kicker. I wouldn't come if I was invited. Not only do I not want to <laughs> be invited, I wouldn't come if I was. Do you remember what I told you when I sent him a text when the Dodgers won the World Series? Do you remember this? I don't. I don't know if I can find it. I congratulated him, and I said, hey, there's some people over there that I know a little bit. Congratulations. He sent me something back saying, okay, where's the snark? Where's the—I said, excuse me? I I don't know. How long do your phones—I probably don't have it. That's 2020. And you got a new phone, too.
1: Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't think it's on there anymore.
3: I think there was a lifespan for some of those but he, exchanges. He jumped me—yeah, it's not on here. And I went back at him. I said, you know what? Not only not congratulations, I hope you never win anything ever again. And remember, it's a baby World Series on top of it I did tell him that later. When I came up with the term baby World Series, I sent another text to him. I did say, I take it back, and I hope you never win anything again. You get
1: one of those trophies that doubles as a keychain. It's flat. It's not even three-dimensional, the World Series trophy. In
3: case you don't know what we're talking about, they won a World Series when it was a 60-game season. I said the trophy should be in relative size to the regular World Series trophy. It's a baby trophy.
1: But Stan's doing all right, as is uh, Christopher Mad Dog Russo. I guess he has now landed a multi-year deal to remain on first take. How my buddies doing, Nick and Chris? Things not, good? Not as good as you. Remember what he said on Howard Stern.
3: $10,000 an episode. Isn't that what he
1: said? Yes, ten grand per appearance yeah. on first take. That was two. Not one, two contracts ago. So I defer to you once again, Domino. Because you're better than me at this. What's he making per episode now? More. Thank you. Thank you for that update. We love you. Thanks, guys. All right, Chris. Like yesterday, he went on and
3: ranted and raved about Taylor Swift. Do you know the irony? His rant was actually longer than her time on screen. Was she 54 seconds overall? And he did 110 seconds. I want you to roll that around in your head. He screamed about her being on. What a waste of everybody's time for longer than she was actually on the screen. That's garbage. Sounds like it's fact. But it worked. Where they're cutting at ESPN, McAfee got a nice check. I'm sure his check is bigger. All right.
1: And Stephen A. Smith has less than 17 months left on his deal. Do they let him get away is the question. Or does he decide to leave on his own?
3: Where's he going? I don't know. There's not a better place for him. Bill Simmons. What did Bill Simmons think? All of these guys think. What did Dan Levitard think? That is, say what you will about ESPN, and
1: we've said a lot about ESPN. You're exactly right. Look at the people who have left. What has happened for the most part? I'll tell you what's happened. They've dropped off the face of the earth. Rich Eisen
3: is the exception. No, I don't don't know if he left. They didn't pick him up. I have no idea. Rich Eisen basically is the czar of the NFL network. Dan Patrick's interesting because I do have him on. I made a list about four months ago. I was thinking about maybe we could talk about it one day. Dan Patrick has an opportunity to talk about things he never would have as the host of SportsCenter. No doubt about it. And it's He works because people in our industry find clips from his show. I don't think anybody's watching the whole show, but he has good enough guests, and I think this is the McAfee method. He's on TV more on a bigger platform than Dan Patrick is, but you better have people who say stuff. You better get Adam Silver to say, yep, Las Vegas is on the radar. Dan Patrick's show has been really good at getting guys like us to play a clip of a guest he's had on. But The show itself, when he's sitting there with the Danettes, I don't know one thing any of them have Neither. ever said.
1: Uh, but, you know, Michelle Beadle, as you said, yep. Bill Simmons, Dan Levitard, they no longer have that platform and it's not the same. So, like I said, you can be critical and we have of ESPN, mm-hmm. but when it comes to having a platform, it's tough to beat having that platform.
3: Stephen A. Smith doesn't have a place to go if he wants to be bigger than he is now. It's not, not one place. It's not one place. There's not a network that exists, not a two-letter network, three-letter network, four-letter network that's bigger and gives him more opportunity to be him. I apologize.
1: When we come back, he is headed, as I said, into year 31 in the Flats. Tech head baseball coach Danny Hall will join us when we come back. Here on Domino and Cellini, the fans, 680 and 93.7 FM.
0: This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download the Fan app.
2: At Jim Ellis Automotive, we take pride in our family-owned and operated business. Hi, I'm Stacey Ellis, Vice President of the Jim Ellis Automotive Group. When my granddad, Jim Ellis, founded our company in 1971, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, my dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. Today, third-generation family members like myself, along with the support of more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to pull the values our company was founded on. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we try harder because we sincerely value your satisfaction. That's why we've been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying Your next vehicle from a family owned and operated dealership. Visit Jim Ellis.com or stop by any of our 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, still family owned and operated, and where you can always expect expect the best.
3: Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com.